0: Hey, y'all, and welcome back for more Gen Juice. Today I want to talk to you about choosing grace for yourself and for others. Many years ago, I was serving in a primary presidency when one Sunday I was tasked with checking on all the teachers in the classes to just make sure everyone was fine and give them a little knock on the door to let them know in five minutes we were going to be wrapping up. So I headed back to the primary room and I noticed that a friend I grew up with was back home visiting and she was sitting in the back of the primary room, keeping her eye on her rowdy little boys in primary. Um, So I sat down beside her and chatted for a few minutes to catch up since we hadn't seen each other in many, many years. We chatted for a few minutes before sharing time ended and we started, you know, I started the whole sharing time routine all over again. And I had only been chatting for a few minutes when one of the teachers who was sitting up a few rows turned around and shushed me and said, could you please be quiet in a very loud voice? And I was like, whoa, that was kind of strong. And my friend said, wow, your word is kind of rude, huh? And we just giggled for a few minutes and, you know, I blew it off, but ultimately I think I was offended a little bit. I remember I didn't know this lady very well. She was probably 20 or 25 years older than me. To me, she sort of seemed like an unhappy person. She seemed kind of grumpy. And anytime I saw her after that, I felt like she was sort of giving me the stink eye. Like she didn't like me for whatever reason. So I pretty much, you know, stayed away from her. Our paths didn't cross very much after that. And I will confess that I silently referred to her as Sister Grumpy. I didn't think much of it until a couple of years later, when I was called to be a counselor in a young women's presidency. And the president was someone that I loved very much, a sweet, sweet lady who had been my seminary teacher when I was in high school. And she was also, you know, much older than me. Um, But I always had looked up to her. She had been a wonderful role model and friend to me. So when I was called and told that the president was the sister that I loved, I thought, yes, I would love to serve with her. This will be a wonderful opportunity. And so when the president called me on the phone to welcome me and sort of tell me about everything, I asked, who's the other sister? Who will we be serving with in the presidency? And the other counselor was Sister Grumpy. What in the world? I could not believe it. I was not excited about this prospect. And so I told the president that I really haven't had a good experience with this lady. I don't think she likes me very much, and I don't think this is going to work. The president was such a wise leader. She taught me so much that day and many years afterwards. First, she said, let me just tell you something. When people are going through difficult times in their lives, they don't always handle everything else in their lives very well. They may really seem like a completely different person than they are. And they may usually be kind and outgoing and friendly. But when you're dealing with a crisis in your life, they can act totally different, withdrawn and quiet, or even rude. And without disclosing any of the details that had been going on in Sister Grumpy's life, The president said, this sweet sister has been under a lot of stress in the last couple of years. And she's actually been going through some really difficult trials in her personal life. And she said, I know her and I love her just like I know you and I love you. And I think if you're willing to overlook her past behavior and forgive her and just look back on the situation where maybe you had a miss with her and. You know, you guys haven't been friendly with each other in the past. If you could just sort of remember maybe that she was having a crisis in her life at that time and she wasn't showing up as her best self that day in primary. Do you think you could forgive her? Would you be willing to forgive her and, you know, let it go and start over with her? Would you be willing to work with her and get to know her with a fresh start and maybe be willing to, to know her and love her as the kind, generous woman that I know her as. How would you feel about that? So I said, give me some time to think and pray about this. The more that I thought about this wise counsel from this new young woman's president that I just loved. And I thought about what she told me about going through a crisis in your life. I was young. I was in my early 20s and I had, I think, two kids at that time, but I hadn't personally experienced that. And so I wasn't personally familiar with how that happened, but I trusted her. And as I prayed about it and I thought about it, I felt the Lord's love for this sister. And I forgave her for that day where she was sort of rude to me. I actually realized I had been judging her and and calling her sister grumpy all these years. And I decided to start right then with a fresh relationship with no hard feelings or judgment about her at all. I trusted my dear friend, the young woman's president, and I chose to serve with her and this other sister. And it was such a beautiful experience. I got to know this dear sister for her unique gentleness and kindness and her talents and her wisdom. I learned so much from both of these sweet, wonderful ladies during the time that we served together. It ended up being several years that we served together. And I tell you this story because I want to share with you the thought for the podcast today, and that is to have grace for yourself and for others and i learned that in this situation many years ago when i was called to serve with this lady who had been rude to me and i had been offended by her as i learned to see her as the lord saw her and have grace and compassion for her it just changed our whole relationship i was able to learn from her and serve with her and grow to love her and appreciate her i recognize i have many clients that are in the thick of really difficult trials in their life right now. And they're struggling and they recognize that they're under stress. They're not showing up as a parent, as a sister or a daughter, or as a primary teacher in the best ways that they're really not showing up as their best selves because of all of the stress that they're under dealing with their separation or divorce or a marriage that is falling apart right now. And I want to share this thought with you that we're all dealing with trials. We're all dealing with stress and struggles. Not everyone is under extreme duress like you are if you are dealing with divorce or separation or your marriage is falling apart. That is acute stress and it really can cause you to feel that heavy burden in a way that you don't show up as the best version of yourself a lot. And I want you to know it's okay that the Lord has grace for you and that I want you to have grace for yourself and for other people in this situation. So what is grace? Grace is divine help, strength that we receive through the atonement of Jesus Christ. It is the unique gift of forgiveness that only God can give us. Through grace, we're saved from sin and death. And grace is also the enabling power that strengthens us from day to day and helps us keep trying. It's such a beautiful gift that our Father in heaven gives to us and that we all desperately need, right? We need that forgiveness in order to have hope that we can be better and that we can try again. So it is a, the beautiful gift of forgiveness that God gives us, but that we can also give to others. It is a gift of understanding, compassion, and forgiveness that we can show to others and to ourselves when we don't show up as our best selves or when other people don't show up as their best self or when they offend you or they're rude to you. It is magnificent. It is a beautiful gift. I want to challenge you or hopefully inspire you today to give that gift to yourself and to others when you are going through your divorce journey. Now, I am not pretending that I did everything perfect in my life, that I handled my first marriage all the trials and struggles that I dealt with there and my divorce and separation and, you know, getting remarried and blending our families and raising our children, that I handled all of that just perfectly and beautifully and wonderfully. And that's why I'm talking to you today. That is not true. I made a lot of mistakes. I learned a lot in my journey and my goal is to help you learn from my mistakes, okay? I don't think it's possible for anyone to handle all of this, all the struggles and trials and challenges that we experience here on earth in this life perfectly. We're human and we're going to mess up and we're going to respond, you know, bad. We're going to respond poorly when we're under pressure. Sometimes that shows up like screaming at our kids, and sometimes that shows up like snapping at someone in in a primary room. And sometimes that shows up as being rude to people in traffic. It shows up in ways where we're not showing up as our best self. That's okay. All right. My goal in offering you counsel and insight is to share some of the things that I have learned in my divorce journey and to give you some tools and strategies so that you can avoid making some of the same mistakes that I have made. Some of the things I've learned, I've learned by doing it wrong. So I want you to know that right up front, okay? We're all flawed and imperfect, and the goal is just to learn from our mistakes. Humility goes a long way. Just ask your children what you're doing wrong or what you have done wrong. And they will let you know (laughs) the hard part is hearing it humbly and trying to learn from it and do better while having compassion and grace for yourself and not judging yourself harshly. I love this beautiful quote from Maya Angelou. I did then what I knew how to do. Now that I know better, I do better. And that is the goal. Right friends, do better when you know better, do better. And she has another beautiful quote that says, we may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. So don't get down on yourself. Don't give up just because you had a bad day and you know you feel like you're doing it all wrong. If you keep trying to do better, you will do better. And I know that I've seen that in my life. I see that with my clients every day. So that is my goal for you today to get a little bit of inspiration to do better, but also give yourself grace for the ways that you're messing it up. Recently, I've been talking to some of my adult children about things that happened when they were young. And we've been talking about specific situations that came up with my ex, you know, when we were first divorced and then, you know, when I was remarried and just talking about specific situations. And it's really surprising the way they remember a situation and the way I remember the situation. As the mother, as an adult, I remember all the things that were going on, the financial stress and the legal bills and attorney's fees and, um, you know, child support and alimony that wasn't paid. And I remember what I was thinking in some specific situations, but hearing their experience They've told me things that have actually been surprising to me, things that I didn't know, and I've never heard them say, things that they remember feeling bad or sad or scared or even put in the middle, or maybe even manipulated in some ways about situations that happen. And as we're discussing it, it's just really coming out now, and I'm realizing, like, there were things that, you know, the way it happened for them, it wasn't good. It wasn't the best. And I hate that for them. I hate that that's how it happened. I can't go back and change that now. But I do feel bad for the things that they went through and my part in making them hurt or feel any pain at all. I realized there were some really stressful times and moments for me. And I didn't show up as the mom that I want to be, the mom that I try to be today. It's actually been wonderful, but it's sometimes been painful to hear their perspective in specific situations. But it's also been helpful to share mine. You know, our children can't possibly understand all of the stress and um, adult responsibilities that we bear for them. The trauma and the heartbreak of dealing with broken vows and covenants and lies and hidden addictions and financial stress and dishonesty and infidelity, those heavy, really heartbreaking things that you deal with many times when a marriage ends. But it can be helpful and healing to discuss situations and just listen to how they're feeling. And depending on their age, you can explain more of what was going on. Now that my kids are adults and we're talking about some of these situations now, you know, I'm able to tell them all of the adult perspective of the situation. This can apply to you if you're in the thick of it right now and your children are young, or if your children are adults, then you can maybe share with them your perspective that you couldn't share with them then as a child that you wouldn't want to put those heavy burdens on your children then, but it is helpful just to to listen and hear their feelings and let them share, you know, how they felt at that time and want to hear their perspective and feelings about everything and also share yours. And just owning our mistakes and our humanity and our limitations can bring us closer together. If we choose to have grace for each other, parents and children. And that applies to you as an adult. If you experience things like this as a child with your own parents, you know, going through divorce, it can be really healing and helpful. Dr. Paul Jenkins um, has this beautiful thought. Parenting is the number one personal develop program on the planet. (laughs) It's so true. You get all auto enrolled. You can't opt out and you learn things about yourself. You didn't want to know. And you have to practice every single day of your life forever. (laughs) It's true. There's no better way to find out your weaknesses and have a built-in way of getting practice working on overcoming them every day than parenting. We make mistakes. That's part of the process in this whole journey is owning them and forgiving yourself for them. Dr. Phil says only you can create value out of any experience or situation. No one else can do that for you. This is something I talk about often. We can become bitter or we can become better from the experiences we have. It is our choice. So as you're struggling through your challenges, it's up to you to create value out of those situations, to learn. And what I'm offering you today is even if things have happened many, many years ago, 15, 20 years ago, if you are willing to discuss those things with your adult children, or even if they happened last week, if you just get really curious and want to listen and hear, you know, your children's perspective and and maybe share a little bit of yours and just offer apology and offer your humility and, you know, tell them how you're feeling and that you really are doing your best and trying your best and even though that best isn't the best all the time. It's not great. It can still be very healing and helpful. Ultimately, it's part of becoming an adult and especially an emotional adult. Accepting all that has happened to you in your life and choosing how it will influence you now and in the future is becoming an emotional adult. It means that you choose to be responsible for your own emotions. And you choose to be empowered to take responsibility for how you feel right now. And you're in charge of what you think. You're in charge of what you feel. And when you're functioning as an emotional adult, you don't blame anyone else. You take the value from the experiences that you've had and you learn from it. You can decide I'm going to be a different parent than that or You accept, look, my parent was under a lot of stress and I see that and they're sorry for not handling it the best way, but I understand, you know, and I accept the good and I let go of the pain. When you're in emotional childhood, you are always a victim and you are blaming other people for how you feel, how you act and for the results that you have in your life right now. We can choose to appreciate all of the love, dedication, and sacrifice our parents made to give us the life that we have and to raise us to this point, whatever point that is, and choose to accept their flaws and their mistakes and give them grace. We can take with us all of the good with gratitude and appreciation and frankly, forgive the mistakes with grace. and. That applies to you as a parent right now with your children. You can model that for them. You can be brave and ask your children right now, how am I doing here? Am I messing up on things? What can I do better? The hard part is hearing humbly what they have to say and being willing to learn from whatever they say and having grace and compassion for yourself when you hear that, when you know your kids give you feedback. All right. If you're dealing with divorce and you're going through a separation or any difficult challenge in your life, you are under so much stress. It's normal. It's human that you are not going to show up as the best version of yourself. This message is for you. Have compassion and grace for yourself. The Lord does. He suffered and endured all things just so he can understand and empathize and sympathize with the trials that we are facing with right now. He will and already has forgiven you. You need to forgive yourself. I have many clients who struggle with really being down on themselves and unwilling to forgive themselves for how they're handling these situations. I wanna offer to you that if you are humble and teachable and willing to learn and you can have grace and compassion for yourself, and for others going through stressful situations, then you will be happier and your children will too. And if your children say, look, that hurt my feelings or that, that really made me sad or I think that was wrong, whatever it is, you can tell them you're sorry. Please forgive me. I'm doing my best here, I promise. And you can model for them how to show compassion and grace by asking for their forgiveness and by forgiving yourself. Your relationship with your children will increase in love and connection that you have with them, no matter if they're young or they're grown adults. I think this is good work to do. If you have gone through divorce or you are right now dealing with divorce or any serious crisis in your life, it affects you. You know, you can show up as sister grumpy a lot and I know you don't mean to, but it happens. It's natural. So give yourself and other people compassion and grace. And I have one side note thought for you. Good people say dumb things. Forgive them for they know not what they say. (laughs) Especially when you are going through a difficult trial, you can be sensitive. It just happens that maybe you're a little extra sensitive. I had people say to me right after my divorce and early on when I was divorced, like, where's your husband? We haven't seen him at church in a while. And it was still really painful and hard for me to say we're divorced or we're separated. And I just remember feeling like, what a jerk. And (laughs) no one could have possibly known what I was going through. I couldn't even believe what I was going through and I was living it. So I decided very quickly, if someone was talking to me, they were asking me questions. I was just going to believe they care about me. And when they say dumb things, they didn't mean it. So try to be sensitive to others in difficult situations when you talk to them and try not to say dumb things, but it happens. We all say dumb things. So when other people do say those things, when you're sensitive, just frankly, forgive them because you will feel better if you do. We all have real trials and challenges that are not evident on the outside or in Facebook or Instagram pictures. So it is important to be sensitive to others and where they may be in dealing with their problems and trials and loss in their life. Being alive today means that you're constantly dealing with challenges and loss. And this is true for everyone on the planet. This is the human experience. And this is exactly how it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be a balance of good and bad emotions, good and bad experiences, and feelings and events. And so it sounds good in theory. It sounds like, sure, that's fine. But I want to pick my negative half. You know, I think we would all be okay with it if we could just choose what our negative experiences are or the negative feelings are. But It doesn't work that way. No one gets to choose their trials. We're all given our specific trials for a divine purpose. And we have to rely on our faith and trust in God's plan for our life and trust that his plan is much better than whatever we had in mind. And that isn't easy to do. I know it sounds easy, but it's not. And the most important thing we can do is have grace and compassion for ourselves And for others, we are all dealing with some form of loss, disappointment, unmet expectations, or really hard trial. This applies to everyone all of the time, especially yourself. Henry B. Eyring said, whenever you meet someone, treat them as if they were in serious trouble and you will be right more than half the time. So the best thing we can do is just be the best human. We can be and expect that everyone else is too. Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. And I promise you will have more joy in your life if you choose to have grace for yourself and for others. The takeaways I have for you today are first, grace is a beautiful gift of forgiveness that God gives to us that we can also give to ourselves and others Two, be brave and humble and ask your children, how am I doing here? What am I messing up on? How can I do better? And the hard part of that is humbly hearing what they say and trying to learn from it while having compassion and grace for yourself. Remember Maya Angelou, taught us all, forgive yourself for the things you didn't know before you knew them, right? You're still learning. Number four, good people say dumb things, forgive them for they know not what they say. And number five, the best thing we can do is just be the best human we can and expect that everyone else is too. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I have exciting news for you guys. Finding Joy in the Seasons of Divorce video course is now available. This is something that I have been working on for quite a while. This is my most popular training course. In this powerful program, you will learn to recognize and identify the seasons of divorce in your life. With this knowledge and your faith anchored in Jesus Christ, you will find joy in your divorce journey. I am so excited for you guys to check this out. Go to ldsdivorce.com for all the details. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Bye, y'all. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and the skills you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to ldsdivorce.com and sign up for a free consultation with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.